0: Rebellious Studio presents the Mind Body Podcast with your host Maria Angelova. Hi, Rebels. Welcome to your Mind Body Podcast, your Rebellious Podcast with me, your host Maria, where it is all about a strong body, calm mind, healing, and fully living. It is my pleasure today to welcome with us my brother Crystal Angelo. Hi, Crystal, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm great. Thanks so much for being here with me. I appreciate you taking the time.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. All right, Crystal. let's start with my first question. And that is three words that describe you and a couple of sentences or a little story behind each of them.
1: So I would say calm, um, relaxed and focused.
0: There is a common thread there, yes.
1: And I would say uh,
0: that is one thing that we probably have a big difference between a brother and sister, the calm and relaxed part versus the rebellious and go, go, go part.
1: Yeah, um, I would say so. Um, <laughs> I just find that personally, calm mind is one that's focused and the calmness and relaxation part um, help a lot in terms of of getting stuff done, uh, at least for me. (laughs) Yes, so
0: obviously you're my brother, but there is a much bigger reason for why you're here and a guest on this show. And I would love for you to talk about, so you kind of followed a similar path as me. You You were in corporate for a long time. You made the transition into an entrepreneurship. You're a very successful entrepreneur, but aside from that, you have made a huge personal transformation journey in terms of your lifestyle. I, have. And I would love to, I would love to tell our listeners a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when I was previously working in consulting and corporate, um, I would say my lifestyle was not on the healthy side. So I carried around quite a bit of excess weight and although I've always been active In terms of what I do, um, I have not always been consistently active, which has previously led to a lot of weight fluctuations and uh, just overall energy and I would say emotional and uh, mental stability. So I find that focusing on, on those aspects starting with a healthy body, it really cascades down into all other aspects of how, um, how the body functions, how the mind functions, and how the overall organism functions.
0: And I do have to say, there is one pillar that you're so good with, and that is a work in progress for me, and that is the pillar of healthy eating and cooking and preparing healthy meals. And I always joke that my brother got the cooking gene and I, for some reason, missed that gene. Um, tell us a little bit about, your, because you were not always a cook and a chef.
1: Yeah, um, I've always, I mean, I've always enjoyed cooking. Uh, I have not necessarily always focused on the healthy aspect of it. And I think as through my personal experience became more, in tune with my body and became more focused on exercise it's for me at least a natural progression to look at what fuels your body and what best serves your body and I find that well, nothing's 100% but focusing on eating mostly healthy um, you know I still occasionally have sugar and I'll have dessert But most of what I eat tends to be um, on the cleaner side. So healthy proteins, greens, um, whole grains, and things that really when you eat them, you feel energized. And I find that that's a really good way for everyone to, to be able to figure out what works best for their body, right? Everybody's slightly different. Everybody processes food slightly different. But I always find that the best gauge is when you eat something, how do you feel? Do you feel energized and do you feel focused and ready to go? Or do you feel lethargic and feel like you need a nap?
0: So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you brought up two great points. And the first one is moderation because um, you know, that's a big one for me because especially when it gets to sugary stuff, I love my ice cream and I love my cakes and stuff like that. And I wish there was a healthy diet that included all that every day, but unfortunately there is not. Um, And something that I try to do is I know I'll never be that girl that never has ice cream. So I try to have it on the weekends only, for example, and that's something that works for me. And talk about a little bit about the importance of moderation versus taking stuff away from you. I will never, ever have X, whatever X is.
1: Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine has a really good quote, which is everything in moderation, including moderation.
0: (laughs) I like that. (laughs)
1: Um, So, you know, we're human. If we like things, it's good to, to be able to enjoy them and not. Feel guilty. Um, I find that, feel that feeling guilty about anything is really not a good motivator to change our course of action. Uh, but it's it's looking at the feedback, right? Listening to your body uh, and being attuned to how how does this make me feel? Is having a, you know a scoop of ice cream versus having a pint of ice cream. How does that make you feel? <laughs> um, yeah. And the energy crash and the subsequent, le- you know, you, you, if you overeat, you, it doesn't matter what you overeat, you tend to get lethargic. Um, mm-hmm. So everything in our life is a tuning exercise, right? It's always things are changing. Um, so just being in attuned and paying attention to To how your body reacts and and what works for you and what doesn't that's sort of the approach that i try to take and and being honest when something doesn't right because sometimes we
0: (laughs) we want to pretend it sits well with you (laughs) because it tasted so good
1: and it's a work in progress and it's okay right nobody's perfect
0: (laughs) yeah well i i am really glad you brought the self-awareness piece because. I, for example, leverage movement to teach people. So, what did you do yesterday that you're not moving as well today? And it could be you didn't get a good night's sleep. It could be you didn't hydrate well the prior day, right? Or you ate a food that's not sitting on with you. And what we're seeing is that that actually does reflect into how your body is moving with what I do. So, creating that self awareness of is that serving your body well or is it not serving you well? And then Making a choice based on knowing, okay, I'm going to have that scoop of ice cream or that pint of ice cream, fully being aware that tomorrow I'm going to feel like crap or that I'm going to crash after that, right? So creating that self-awareness is um, very, very key. I I don't think it's just in the context of eating, but really anything in life. And the other point that um, you brought up, I'm completely going blank right now. Oh, yes, I know changes. So you went from going to clients' dinners, consuming alcohol, heavy meals, to cooking at home, making healthier choices, making movement a part of your routine. And what I tell people, I'd love to hear your opinion is, you know, small but consistent steps, right? If you're a couch potato, have never worked out, have always eaten fast food now overnight to transition to eating salad every day and exercising, that's just, you're setting up yourself to beat on yourself and to just give up because you say, well, I know I can never do this. So let's talk about ch- creating new habits because to me, it's all about the lifestyle, right? It's not about the 30-day detox, the 30-day bootcamp or whatever you're going to do. It's about consistent change that helps you function optimally. And you're one of those people who has made those changes in your lifestyle. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, the transition in itself?
1: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, Excellent point. And I think it's so mind, health, body aside, I think it's true for everything that we do in life, um, which obviously this is a core component of. But even when it comes to work or doing something new that we're not familiar with is when we're doing stuff, most stuff that we do is based on habit. And our habits are based on repeat actions and those repeat actions reinforce the habits so it's very important to start slow because to what you said if you're a couch potato and you don't move around much at all if you say I'm going to start running five miles a day first day might be okay you may be able to do it maybe not feel so great But within a couple of days, you're not going to be able to sustain it. So personally, what I started doing was walking. So I made the goal of just walking every day and trying to get my movement that way. Once I was able to start feeling the impact of walking, I made adjustments to my diet. Again, slow slow adjustments you don't want to go overboard because the more drastic the changes, the less likely you're gonna stick to it. So once you're able to do something for, I think it's a, you may have better data to back this up, but I think it's something like a hundred days to form a habit. Okay,
0: I've seen, honestly, I have seen various. Some days say 70, some days say 30. I think it takes a while to, let's just say, it takes consistency to create a new habit.
1: Yeah, yeah, so if, if movement is something that somebody's not used to doing, walking 30 days in a row, it might just be walking a couple miles, but creating that habit and then once you, if you go to lose weight, once you start losing some weight, Maybe going from walking to jogging or biking to where your joints aren't gonna be overly stressed because you're carrying a lot of weight around. Um, again it's it's slowly shifting those habits from sitting on the couching, popcorn or potato chips to going for a walk and having a smoothie or something like that. Um, yeah it's uh it's slow. patient progression and I think the toughest part of that is having the mental restraint to not go overboard because once people start getting motivated and get excited and start feeling good it's it's like okay I'm going to go from zero to a hundred which again could be nice to do Uh, but in terms of maintenance it's hard to maintain that
0: yeah, and I'll tell you, in the context of movement, sometimes overdoing it is injuries, right? If your body is not conditioned to move and you decide to go run a marathon and you have never run before, all of a sudden your knees, your hips, your back are not so happy. And then you return back to being a catch potato because you're now your body feels like crap.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, injuries are a good way. Uh, injuries are a great feedback loop from your body telling you that, you're overdoing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so professional athletes can push through injuries because they're professional athletes. Couch yeah. <laughs> pushing through injuries is not a. <laughs> not um,
0: a yeah. I mean, professional athletes have a whole different level of awareness of their bodies and what they can and cannot do and how to protect their bodies versus if you have no awareness, um, you just watch some YouTube video of the greatest fat exercise that you have to push yourself. Uh, probably not the greatest idea. One other thing you brought up as you were speaking is you brought up different modalities of movement, and I like that because I tell people, for example, Pilates will not be the solution for everybody, some people would love it, some people would not like it so much. Other people might love biking, swimming, running, whatever your thing is, you have to find something that makes you happy and that brings you satisfaction so that you want to do it versus you have to do it and then it's the next thing on your to do
1: list. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say on, on that, it's depending on what you're used to. Um, but generally, any sort of movement, if you do it for a prolonged period, you are going to feel that whether it's a runner's high, whether it's any sort of other sort of hormone release that it causes good. Yeah. Um, and that's a great incentive to make it a part of your daily routine.
0: Yeah. And speaking of making it a part of your daily routine, what are the benefits as part of that you have seen as a result of transforming your lifestyle?
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can abbreviate the list, the top few.
1: (laughs) Well, I would say just the energy that is there on a consistent basis is nine day, right? From always being tired or always wanting to take a nap, uh, being sluggish in during the day, having that post mule coma feeling that you're gonna fall asleep, um, to just having a consistent source of sustainable energy is by far the best one. Um, mental clarity, um just the ability to really process emotional events and other things in a much cleaner way um
0: yeah and how is how are all of these things helping you as your entrepreneur i mean that's obviously different in itself
1: yeah i mean i think having a constant source of energy and clarity It'll, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're working corporate, whether you're a homemaker, whatever it is that you do, the more energy you have and the more clarity that you have in your actions, the better you function and the better your interaction with those around you um, is. So it's really applicable to, I would say, anything. Okay. And
0: um, another piece you brushed on it, earlier as you were speaking is the mindset piece. So with your transformation, personal and professional, I would say that has been a pretty significant shift in mindset, would you agree with that?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, And I would say meditation is a great vehicle for that. Um, But the mindset of why do I have to be in shape to, well, it's really, in my best, in everybody else around me's interest to be in the best shape possible, right? You don't have to be necessarily a professional athlete or a marathon runner, but it really benefits you and those around you significantly. And it's not, there's no end goal, right? You're not, you may have a target weight or you may have something like a race time that you want to run. But thinking about these things is a part of your ongoing life and figuring out how do you incorporate them daily versus saying, Oh, well, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and then I'm going to go splurge and eat whatever I want, or I'm going to take a day to be a couch potato and that's not not to say that some days you don't need more rest or you don't need to just relax and let your body recover, mm-hmm. um, but the mindset of, oh, well, okay, I reached my goal. Now I can just go back to my previous lifestyle. Um,
0: well, and, that, and that's what I, that's where the difference to me is of a lifestyle versus a short-term goal. And I think with our desire as a society, for instant gratification, um, we lose on the benefits of the long-term inf- implication. And also, in sp- I mean, the fitness world, right? So exercise is not just a way to lose weight. Exercise has so many more implications for your well-being, physical, mental, emotional well-being than just being a particular size or being a particular number of pounds. And I think we forget about that. And again, we talked about this before. There is that rush. I will do 30 days of great exercise every day for two hours. And then by the end, your body is beaten up and you're like, oh my gosh, that everything hurts. That doesn't really feel good. I don't want to ever do this again another day in my life. Well, if your experience is such, there is no way you would want to have a lifestyle of that. It's not enjoyable. It's miserable. Your body hurts. Why would you want to do that? Versus if you have the experience you talked about, I have elevated energy, I have clarity, I want to do stuff versus now, uh, My perspective is different. It's elevated. That's a very different experience. It
1: is. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting how stark. So on days when maybe my exercise is a little bit more delayed in the time of day, uh, I always find mornings are, are ideal but it's not always practical um the going back to the self-awareness in terms of the thoughts that rush through your mind and how you deal with stress and things that happen uh, i mean it's completely different before and after exercise
0: 100 uh, and i will tell you today i actually did a short life on exactly that same topic because I had my hour for exercise and I thought to myself oh I have so much to do maybe I should just skip it and focus on the work and then the other part of me was like oh you know you're gonna regret this because your focus won't be there you will be distracted Um, just go ahead and do it so that you can feel better, re-energize yourself and then you'll be so much more on point, but it is tempting, right? In those days when we're busy. And that's why I say, if you don't prioritize it, you'll never find time for it. So you have to make it a priority on your to-do list.
1: Yes. And, and there's a million ways that you can work it in. So the, that excuse of, I don't have time. I mean, again, Some days are just busy and it's tough, but you can work it into, so one of the things that I do as a part of my workday routine, when I'm working is whenever I'm in between meetings or if a meeting ends early, um, I'll just do resistance exercises that take a couple minutes, right? You don't have to go and exercise for a full hour. Right. Um, If you do five minutes, 10 times a day, again, from a hard cardiovascular standpoint, it might not necessarily have the same impact or benefit as going jogging for 30 minutes, but your body still will feel so much better.
0: It's better than doing nothing, and that's what I tell clients: take five minutes in between meetings, or put reminders on your calendar, and just do some light stretching, or take a few breaths, or just step outside and just get some sunshine. Right? Those are little simple ways that don't take so much. Or meditate, you know, while you're sitting in your chair before the meeting starts. I mean, there are so many options for things you can do um, to help your body and mind be, you know, serve you at their best.
1: Yeah, and it goes back to what you were saying earlier, which is mindset, right? If if you're looking for barriers, you can you always find barriers.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, so let's say, uh, give me your definition of rebellious.
1: I would say rebellious is having the courage to stand up to do what's right, even if others don't agree with you.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. All right, let's go to a favorite quote or advice for our listeners.
1: If nothing changes today, then tomorrow is probably going to be a repeat of today.
0: Ooh, that's wise. I like that. I have to write that down. I like that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been very helpful for me to not procrastinate because if you don't make the change today then if you say i'm gonna do it tomorrow yeah you're probably just gonna say oh wait one more day
0: starting tomorrow starting tomorrow <laughs> starting the first of january right we'll build those new habits and then oh we'll start next year <laughs> yeah. all right where can people find you wait we didn't even really talk much about what you do tell our listeners a little bit of what you do
1: so i i help companies with securing their information uh, on the digital form. So cybersecurity, um, if you wanna use the proper nomenclature, but yeah, essentially I I work with companies to help them understand what their risks are and how to effectively manage them.
0: Okay. And where can people find you? Social media website?
1: I'm on LinkedIn um under my name and then also firebrandsecurity.com so those are the, the best avenues to get right. into.
0: okay awesome well once again i thank you so much for your time appreciate it i wish you continued success and for those of you tuning in thank you for listening let us know if you have any questions and of course make sure that you make it a rebellious day talk to you next time can get enough of those rebellious conversations. Do make sure you subscribe, like, and share with your friends.